Welcome to Hitachi Solutions Podcast. Join us as we talk with our skilled professionals and experts, exploring how customers like you are delivering business outcomes, tackling business challenges, and accelerating their business initiatives, leveraging Microsoft applications and technologies. Hello, and welcome to Exchanges, a podcast by Hitachi Solutions. I'm Matt Volk, today's host. A few weeks ago, Databricks held their annual Data and AI Summit, where many exciting developments and announcements were made. I'd like to introduce you to today's guests, who were speakers and attendees at the summit, who are here to give us the very latest from Databricks. Michael Green is a senior data scientist and product manager with Hitachi Solutions, and he speaks fluent AI. Michael holds a doctorate in artificial intelligence from NYU's Tandon School of Engineering and has been researching the topic for more than seven years. Immersing himself in software development over the past decade, Michael brings an educated and experienced perspective as it relates to the future of technology and the success of our customers. My next guest is Don Scott, who for over a decade has spent his time in emerging technology and is the Vice President of Product Development at Hitachi Solutions, where he leads the team that developed the Hitachi Solutions Empowered Data Platform. And finally, Deb Murata, who has spent more than 30 years in the technology industry, helping organizations embrace technology to drive automation and positive business outcomes. She has supported companies to navigate early adoption of PCs, the internet, the changing tides of the dot-com era to today's generative AI. Deb's expertise in manufacturing and retail, as well as experience in business applications and project management, give her the ability to provide pragmatic solutions that organizations can implement to achieve value in a timely manner. It's great to have you all here. First, I need to give a congratulations to you all for taking home the Databricks 2023 Disruptor Partner of the Year Award. In case you don't know, the Disruptor Award celebrates partners who are blazing new trails and leading the market by implementing cutting-edge streaming AI use cases that others will follow, including early successes with applied large language models. Triumph. Great job, guys. The award was announced earlier this month at the summit, which is a perfect segue into our topic today, the latest trends and topics to come out of the summit. Michael, why don't we start with you? What was your favorite breaking news from the summit? Well, thank you so much, Matt, first for for having all of us on here. Um, We really appreciate uh, always being on the podcast. Well, the theme of the conference this year was Generation AI, and that could not have been like a more fitting theme. There's been a lot of news, uh, especially in the media, online, uh, on all the social media apps about artificial intelligence over the last couple of months. Um, The big news out of the conference or, or one of the pieces of big news was for LLMs, which is shorthand for large language models. LLMs are this uh, powerful new breed of AI architecture and training paradigms that have really taken the world by a storm recently. You may have heard of it before with GPT or chat GPT uh, that came out last fall. We saw a lot of activity over the last couple of months with OpenAI and Microsoft's chat GPT systems. Um, this GPT system, it's this AI chatbot that responds really well to prompts uh, with very high quality output. You can have like back and forth dialogue with it. It sounds almost lifelike. Some people uh, mistaken, and I, I, as an expert in this field, I will point that out, mistakenly believe it's sentient. It's, it is not, um, but it's still a really cool tool to play with. And uh, Microsoft offers this OpenAI gateway where you can use these powerful models on your company data. Now, the big news from the conference at DAIS this year was that Databricks is entering this realm 
by unleashing the power of the open source community and making publicly available models really easy to use inside of their platform. And your data still remains yours and, and you get really good performance with these much smaller but still state-of-the-art architectures and you can use your own company data to train on them. Now, Don, I know that you went to a couple of different talks where they spoke about this more in detail. So what do you have to share? Thanks, Michael. I would say for me, the most interesting thing uh, out of the conference this year was a focus towards applications and driving business value uh, with data clean rooms and with flows. Um, so Databricks is working on a lot of new technologies that allow partners and um, customers to share data within the Unity catalog and across tenants with other customers, but also use that data um, uh, in what they're calling Lakehouse apps. And what I find really interesting about this concept is they're using it internally to do things like uh, create a vector database that automatically updates as your Delta Lake uh, is refreshed. So you might have rows enter a Delta table, and then those rows could automatically be embedded and fed into a vector DB. To me, that's really exciting. Um, you know, having looked at the level of effort to build a streaming uh, uh, vector database off of the Delta Lake, this could really accelerate um, not only our customers' efforts, but even our own product efforts uh, uh, and help us get to business value faster. Um, along those same lines, they've worked to build a gateway tool in the product, which uh, is coming soon, that will allow customers to automatically select which model that they want to target. So, you know, maybe it's GPT 3.5, maybe it's GPT 4, maybe it's an open source model or a custom trained model for a particular use case. But that's a really powerful feature to, to have an abstraction layer on top of uh, your LLMs. Because, you know, a lot and a lot of customers are realizing this now, there's a lot, a lot of complexity to bringing these things to production. Are you caching your uh, searches? Are you looking for similarities? Maybe you have 20 different versions of a document. Like doing a um, semantic search and looking at similarities actually has to be done not only uh, to, to retrieve documents, but to also identify is there a cached result or a cached plan when you're doing these chain of thought uh, models that, that, that would satisfy the request. Um, so to make that a little bit less abstract, you know, when we have a company meeting, everyone you know, might hop onto uh, the chat tool and search a thing the same time in 20 different ways. And it's really expensive for a system to try to produce a plan and then execute all of those independently as if they weren't asking the same thing. Um, so the, the effort involved in LLMs is it. It is big when you go to production. Uh, and um, what I'm excited about is they're really taking an engineering-led approach to look at, okay, how do we build tools that help SIs like ourselves and product teams like ourselves um, accelerate that journey for our end customers and, and think about some of these engineering concerns um, that are you know commonplace when we talk about uh, HTTPS and HTTP apps, uh, spas, but 
now that we're in the data space and we're looking at LLMs, they're, they're looking at those same concepts. Deb, did you hear anything about uh, uh, data clean rooms and the Databricks marketplace that was impactful for customers? Yes, I actually think those are two key takeaways for organizations. I sat through many of the keynotes, but also in my role as an industry strategy director, sat through a session specifically geared to retailers and CPG, which was super interesting. We had some of the panel that spoke were actual retailers. So we had Anna from Gucci, Suzanne from Marks and Spencers, and Deepak from Mars, and they each shared kind of their key takeaways. So for Anna, it was vector search and um, privacy. For Suzanne, it was Lake House IQ, and for Deepak, it was Mosaic. But one of the things that Rob Sacker, who is the VP of Retail, indicated that Databricks is doing quite a bit of work to help organizations, as you said, either SIs or companies, really embrace and leverage some of this uh, technology to enhance their data sets to make more targeting messaging, more um, deeper enrichment of their customer database, product databases. So Marketplace was super exciting about being able to bring over 400 data sets to um, enhance data that you may have in a very secure way. So one of the key players is AccuWeather. We all know that weather impacts a lot of things that we do, whether it's an event, whether it be planning for how you're going to do your landscaping or whatnot. So you can effectively use the AccuWeather data through the marketplace to enhance your data set to better improve your outcomes, as well as you know, we're hearing so much about privacy and being a trusted partner. The clean rooms really give our organizations or companies the ability to bring in that data, third-party data, in the sense that having to protect it from a PII perspective, but using it to leverage in your personalization. So if you're doing customer targeting or segmenting, having a more personalized segment for your message, or even looking at better ROI for marketing campaigns. So those are two sets that I think, you know, with all the other announcements and leveraging, this is a way you can bring more data in to, to refine and really give you a better perspective or a holistic perspective while using the Unity catalog, et cetera, to, govern, to provide that governance and, and comply with GDPR or PII. So those were super exciting. Uh, lots of announcements. Uh, I thought it was great to hear from Larry at Ch GP Chase Morgan from JetBlue, et cetera. And I really, really enjoyed the fact of, of Databricks themselves being kind of open source and really giving back to the community, working with Berkeley and working with MIT for the for the greater good of the the um, ecosystem. And you know, again, Mark Andreessen really was gave the practical element of generative AI. Let's not be afraid of it. It's something we embrace and it's not it's not going to be the apocalypse. <laughs> it's really going to um, be the utopia as opposed to apocalypse or dystopia, as he called it. Yeah, the, the one of the things that you mentioned, I, I think, is worth calling out, which is Lakehouse IQ's integration with Unity Catalog and being able to auto-complete a lot of the data catalog, I think will really help customers use the tool. Um, filling out your data catalog is not 
a fun task for a lot of our end customers. So anything that you can do to kind of accelerate that, kind of get get 50, 60, 70% of the copy done and then edit and fine tune, I think will really improve um, adoption. So I was excited to see that. Um, I, I also think that, you know, vis-a-vis -vis the marketplace, we're going to see a shift um, both from Databricks's tools and also the tools from Microsoft where software vendors uh, are interacting with customers' data estates more like um, uh, end consumers interact with their iPhone or Android where it is a sovereign enclave and there's a marketplace which you can go and install apps either to bring in data, to transform data, to execute uh, a machine learning models on your data. Um, it's really going to be a transformative shift. And I expect that these types of patterns and approaches will become commonplace simply because they're necessary. As we start to become more data driven, your data becomes an invaluable asset as an organization because it'll power parts of your business. Having good examples of what a what a positive customer interaction is and what a negative customer interaction is uh, and where things have gone wrong and where things have gone right isn't just confidential PII information. It's necessary to train the models that will power your business in the future. Um, so you don't want it to leak. Um, uh, for more than just consumer protection reasons. Um, so I, I, I think that that's really an interesting insight that we'll see more of. I, I, I know we'll see more of it from Databricks. We know we'll see more of it from Microsoft. It'll be really interesting to see how that market uh, develops and how quickly um, ISVs such as ourselves can, can get on board. In the theme of how we won this Disruptor Award, one of the reasons why we were selected was because of our focus on fast uh, with with streaming and, and all the work that we're working on here to improve our platform. So it's something that we are focused on as well as uh, our, our customers are focused on it as well. And Databricks also came out with a slew of other features focused on how to get things incredibly fast. One of these are, are with liquid clusters where uh, they're automatically building out and partitioning uh, uh, your cluster utility. So you're able to get that spin up really fast. You're able to get that utilization under control. They're, they're actually use, utilizing their expertise with these large uh, artificial intelligence systems that they're building out for their customers to use, but they themselves are using them under the hood for predictive IO inside of your lake house. So when you're doing these queries, there's a bunch of stuff going on under the hood in order to optimize those queries for your lake house to make them really, really fast. Um, and, and they continue to improve that performance. I think as of uh, April, they've improved it 2.2 times what it was the month before. So they're continuing to optimize their, their platform um, and, and their lake house architecture to be a really, really lightning fast engine. I think that's a good call out, Michael. And I think it, it feeds into a lot of what we're building in our own product, uh, Empower Data State. Um, so, you know, our vision with, with that product, as you, as you know, has been to make streaming accessible and quite frankly, deliver streaming in uh, not only 
uh, equal or less engineering time as a traditional batch-based data warehousing solution, but also do so uh, with with less operational cost. You know, with with the hypothesis being that if we can deliver a streaming warehouse in the time uh, uh, other parties can deliver a batch one, uh, we simply would be the preferred option across the board. Um, and I'm really excited about some of the work that Databricks is doing around flows to make that possible and to really explore how we interact with the Delta Lake and Delta Lake 3, 3.0 um, and evaluate you know, when do we take the time to write to the lake and when do we just push results through the system? Um, one of our new large customers was really blown away by how quickly they could onboard um, tens of thousands of messages per second into their Delta Lake, process it, and ultimately feed it into an embedded Power BI report for their end customer reporting. Um, you know, in, even in one sprint, we were able to achieve results. So I think there's a lot of potential in this space, and, and we're going to see a lot of new uh, use cases and uh, case studies hit soon. Well, this has been a fantastic conversation. It's been a pleasure to have you all on as guests. Thank you for your time, and thank you to our listeners for joining us. You can subscribe to Exchanges with Hitachi Solutions wherever you get your favorite podcasts. You can also find our entire episode library on our website at global.hitachi-solutions.com. We are Hitachi Solutions, a global team of innovators who support our customers' data and business system modernization initiatives.